Podcast where the topic is the rocking and the brew. We'll happy to fuel. And I'm your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, the legendary brew crew. What's going on, fellas? What's up? What is going on, everyone? Uh, we are here for episode 132 of the podcast. 132. Woo! It's a lot of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> That's hilarious. It is a lot of podcasts. We've been around. Uh, but we do have a special guest with us today, and uh, Dev is going to give us a little insight about, about her, and then we're going to bring her on to the stage. So, Dev, you want to do that? Nice, nice. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, um, I came to know of, of our guests through uh, a, another IG platform that I tune into on Thursdays. Uh, it's called The Pairing. Uh, the actual platform is really talking about, you know, powers and partnership things like that, whether you're, you're dating, whether you're, you know, looking to, uh, or already married, or if you just have like, you know, a, you know, girlfriend or boyfriend, significant other. But anyway, uh, that platform is as a collaboration between wine and cheese, um, Inc. And, uh, the brothers brunch, uh, shout out to Natalie and Kevon for, uh, their platform. But that's how I came to know of our guests, uh, Hazel, who, uh, does, uh, strategic uh you know partnering and our business coaching and consulting uh for her you know for a firm that's uh Weinstein Williams and Associates. So um hey look I said no she was she was dope. She had a lot of good uh commentary to add to the pairing, uh, you know, just in terms of around powers and partnerships. So I said, hey look, she seems like an interesting person that we could bring her on and, you know, and learn about how she got started, how she grew her business and, you know, Hey, that's that's why why she's on this platform. All right, well, young without, up and coming. Without further ado, bring it to the stage. I sound like <laughs> coming to the stage. Coming to the stage. Who, who is that? Who is that? Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big ass yeah. Susan that that toupee. <laughs> oh, finally got rid of it, right, Lil? I don't know. He sound like Arsenio Hall to me. But that's not what that's not Arsenio say though. Right. <laughs> he did sound like Arsenio's though. Remember when people used to say Arsenio's with the S at the end? 
I was merging both powers together. When these powers combine, I will you form. are super host. <laughs> Rob the host. Right, super right. Negro host. <laughs> Black man who it's, talks over the boy Rob G. <laughs> Without further ado, let's bring Hazel out to the stage. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the stage. Here Happy we go. Here she comes. Happy Here Sunday, she... fellas. Happy Sunday. Happy yes. Sunday to you. Say that again? What'd you say, um, Dev? I don't know. Dev not allowed around the Wi-Fi no more, so it's hard to tell. Oh yeah, because he, he is. I think he is tapped out, or he's tapping a little bit. You can see her. I can't. Oh yeah, yeah. You, then it is my, you. It's yeah, you. it's you. Yeah, my, my shit is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, while he gets his stuff together, while he gets his shits together, <laughs> while he gets his thing together, we always like to know before we even get into the good topics and all that stuff. We always like to know what people are drinking. So, if you are drinking something, what are we drinking today? And since uh, Hazel, you are a guest, are you drinking anything today? I am drinking something. I'm drinking. Uh, well, I probably need to refill my cup soon. Uh, I'm drinking some Appleton rum and some guava juice. All right. Oh, that sounds tropical. Hey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very, very refreshing. That sounds. Uh... It actually sounds pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I ever had guava juice straight. I meant guava juice. Yeah. Huh. That's normally mixed in something else. Yeah, hers is mixed with rum. Well, no, I'm right. not, not, <laughs> <laughs> that pure hundred percent guava, though you never, right. never had. It's it. like, <laughs> it's like so it's mixed with apple. Yeah, mixed yeah. with apple juice or something like that. Yeah. So that's yeah. straight, straight guava, Miss Hazel. Yes, straight guava. Mm. Well, being where I am, in, um, in a uh, next close to the Caribbean, off of the uh, Mexican or Mayan yeah. Riviera. You see that guys, you hear that? that? Being where I am. Being where I am. Yeah, no, you can get the well, right off the tree. I'm, I'm trying to tell tree. you, you can just walk walk right out to the corner. Somebody pull up on their little cart, give you some guava, give you mango, give you right. sour stuff, right. and you know, right. it's, like, back it up, please. it's like uh, Lula when uh, my man said it was like orange juice uh, in the in Colombia. It's like orange juice, so guava oh, yeah. probably like right there, bang. Right. Wow, I got you. All right, um, all right, Lou, what you drinking on? Uh man, I don't know how this tastes yet. I haven't tasted it yet. Uh, but I got a what? Hefeweizen. You saw you saw it, Rob. I mean, <laughs> this is uh, I can't. This is more Devon Speed. It's from Germany. It was uh, actually mm. imported from Germany. Germany. It's a grapefruit Hefeweizen. Uh, it's mm. an unfiltered Hefeweizen beer with grapefruit juice and natural flavor. Uh, colored with beta carotene. That's uh, the stuff that makes carrots orange. Oh, okay. uh, so I guess that's why it's really orange. Uh, like I said, brewed and bottled in Germany. I'm trying to see an ABV on here. I can't find it. Uh, mm. uh, it's 3.2. 3.2 alcohol by Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So it's a very summertime, grapefruity, very summertime beer. This is what it looks like. Water. That's water right there. <laughs> Listen, water, water, water don't have no percent alcohol content, so it's not water. It's definitely not that. Uh, but yeah, let me like it. It's the water's cousin. <laughs> no, no, that's not water's cousin. <laughs> not at all. No, that's tasty though. I like that. I don't really like grapefruit juice, but this is this is actually pretty good. Yoda, you would love this. You would that you would love this. Uh, pass me another. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Johnson said he was drinking Salt Neck Cognac. 
Kanye. Oh. Jesus. As soon as you hear Kanye, you just right. think uh, just anytime that G side pouring up on a Sunday, <laughs> like lasagna, Kanye, <laughs> trouble, trouble. Uh, yo, what you drinking on? That yak? <laughs> nah, you drinking that? <laughs> with a G? You spell yak with a G, bro? You gonna die? <laughs> Be responsible. Since we got so many New England <laughs> brewing company uh, beers, still ain't got them beers yet. I'm gonna holler at you, Rob. Yeah, I got this uh this bourbon barrel aged imperial stout. Okay. Trooper. Ah. And it's the play on. Look, see, I got the trooper from uh from Star Wars on the King. What's the name of it again? Say the name again. It's Imperial Stout Trooper. Oh nice. Yeah. Three oh two Yoda. You know, we're just gonna go along with the whole, Yeah, we're gonna go along with the whole thing. But this is uh, from New England, Brewing. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yo, yeah, yeah, Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, yeah. Connecticut, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jamie. Jamie, the Jamster. Mm-hmm. This is a 9.5. Okay. I don't know about Hey. Hey, now. I didn't know that before I poured it. I should have known because it was Burl Aids bourbon. But, yeah. Yes. I don't know. Yes. But this is what it looks like in the glass. I didn't really uh, mm. drink it yet. I got it in my black and beautiful that's, glass. That's, that's, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. All right. Yeah, and guess what? Yeah, it tastes like liquor. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It looked like liquor. That, that tastes like that liquor. Like yak. Mm-hmm. That looked like yak. That's that yak. I, I knew I had that yak. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> but it's, it's really good. It's really good, though. Okay. It's really good. Right. I would pass me another of these. Didn't disappoint. All right, Doug, what you drinking on? Sorry, fellas and uh, lady, for uh, my technical difficulties uh, just a moment ago. But um, I'm I uh, I'm drinking something that also has a grapefruit um, in it. This is uh, Dewey Beer Co's Secret Machine uh, Pineapple Grapefruit Orange uh, Sour. Mm, okay, uh, okay. Here's this this is this their can here. I'm uh, I'm at the beach uh, this weekend, and so I figured I would. Definitely get something from Dewey Co. because I was down here like a couple weeks ago and couldn't catch it. They closed on me. So this one is a seven percent ABV. Um, the the don't 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 clown me for my little plastic clear uh, cup. Boom. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I didn't bring none of my glasses. I was about to say you knew you was going to be yeah, on location. I know. And then- it don't that, even put your glass in your pocket. And then all the places right. there, it's like a thousand glasses you could have got. Dewey Beer Co. At, the, at Dewey Beer Co., I'm sure they got a glass, bro. But I didn't go to Dewey Beer Co. The, even though a hotel I, cup. I went across from my hotel, right? I'm like, ah. God, you didn't even go to Dewey Beer Co.? The, the things that he you said I was down here, so I had to go to Dewey Birko and never went to Dewey Birko. Well, meant, meant, meant to say I had to go with a Dewey Birko. There you go. <laughs> but there, there, no, better, no. better said. Uh, however, I'm like, you know, it's always something you forget when you leave for vacation. However, the the sour itself, it did not disappoint. Um, it is basically a nice fruit sour, but more of the pineapple that you get from this. I mean, you taste some grapefruit, but it's look, it's a, it's a good cup of orange juice. That's what it tastes it look like. Good. So. It looked like a cup yeah, of orange it, juice. It's, it's, it's really stuff. good. I got, I got a four-pack, so. I think I'll, it's the cup. I think the cup got you feeling mimosa. 
Yeah, yeah maybe. It actually, no, it does give you mimosa vibes from the taste. You're right, you know, it does give you the mimosa vibes. I got okay. a four pack, so is the um, uh-huh. is the machine what's it called? Machine, what kind of machine? Again? Secret, secret, is that is that like their uh, um, I think it's like a like it's a series or like campaign or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I've heard of they before. had a they got quite yeah, a few they had like one in the blue can. Um, next to it, they had this. Okay. One, they were all. Is it made, always uh, sours? Do you know if it's always sours? Yeah, They're yeah, always, yeah. Because that's sour series. Sour okay. too. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I, went, I went with this one because I said uh, pineapple, grapefruit, orange. Let me let me go with that. So very mimosa. There's one of the very mimosa. Right Pass me another. You getting better at that? You got one. Yeah, yeah, real good at right that. There. Bam, my boy, nice with the oh, right there. I feel like he'd be. I feel like he'd be practicing. <laughs> no, he'd be practicing you practicing throw that finger one up there though. He was like. <laughs> Lining it up first, you know. Okay, now to the back. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Rob G. Yes, sir. I saw you a couple hours ago, but it's still been a long week for you, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's something. You normally, you are the the captain of this crew. You always have a beer. That's what would you happen to be drinking on this week, sir? I as well as drinking. Drinking on uh, I as well. Cup. I as well. I as well. <laughs> I as well. <laughs> I, I'm actually Arsenios. drinking. <laughs> I'm actually drinking their Thrills series. I don't know if you can see that right there. Uh, you got a four pack of those? Nah, I got a. Uh, I got just just one. Just one. It's uh, it's no their bet. it's their uh, collaboration with four scores out of uh, Gettysburg. I think. Uh, shout out to the, okay. the homie Brian for the hookup. He uh, actually gifted me this because uh, this actually has Frosted Flake cereal milk. Madagascar vanilla cookies what? and berry swirl. And it smells Wait, like wow. cereal milk. Is that a lot of it? What do you mean? It's leftover cereal. I guess somebody was eating cereal. Ew. Ew. Look at that. I need that. I need that. Everybody, everybody eating cornflakes today. Everybody. They're like, yo, you done? You done? What's that? Boy, you got COVID in the king. Now they boiled it off. They boiled, they boiled that off. They boiled the COVID part That's off. It. And it's delicious. If this was COVID tastes like I want more of it. In fact, Rob. In fact, Rob, today. There you go. It's, it's, a, it's a thick one. It's a, it ain't clear at all. It's, it's, it's it is thick in there. It do look thick. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of style is that? It's a, it's a sour. It's a sour. Yeah. It's a sour. It's okay. a 5.25%. 5. ABV is a sour. You said it? Huh? Okay. I didn't probably, I probably didn't say it. I mean, I've had. I've had oh, well, I think all of one. Yeah, but I think Thrills and Secret Machine are. Oh, got you. Got you. This is the one that you can't. Yeah. You can get Secret Machine. Distributed. This is the one you got to line up for and uh, and wait to get in line for and stuff like that. Why y'all think they do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean it's like the new Jordans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. right. Yeah, why they do that? I mean, I think it's because they're a limited edition. I mean, this guy. I mean, how many bowls of cereal can you eat to get enough to make this beer? <laughs> Listen, man, there's a lot of frosty flakes out there. Yeah, but, but it's only one. It's only one team out there. I mean, one team eating. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure they. I wonder if it says cereal milk. I wonder if they use the cereal Hopefully they as well. Just choked it. Hopefully, yeah, I was about I, to say they just they. I hope it ain't somebody's cereal that day. Ugh. I'm sure it wasn't. Well, nah. I'm sure it wasn't somebody <laughs> eating cereal. Nah, like, man. You know, every mo- the morning, the morning of the brew. Everybody had frosty flakes. Everybody at work had a little bit of frosty flakes. And Robert over there, go, go, go. Pour it off. Thanks, John. Thanks, Bill. Thanks. It's levels. It's Is it a little bit of saliva mixed in in the ingredients in there? That's probably what that. It's a, a, a <laughs> little taste of menthol in the back. No, I'm just yeah, joking. Yeah. A little punchy. Whatever. A little punchy. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just joking. It, it, it's also levels to. It's also levels to how you eat your cereal. Whether you go traditional bowl, whether you go that you know that good Tupperware bowl, you know the 
you know, so you know what's you funny? I can't eat my cereal. cereal. I can't eat cereal. A, I can't eat cereal with a plastic spoon. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've ever eaten. I usually don't either. I don't do that. I can't. Unless like, I'm at I a, tried like, it before. Yeah, if I'm at a hotel, or I wouldn't. I but I can. There, I definitely. I the cereal's getting down, getting done. All right. Whether it's a plastic spoon <laughs> or some silverware around. All right, right, right. We, we can't. We ain't here to talk cereal. We here. Talk cereal. <laughs> you bought it up, Rob. <laughs> right. Actually, I was absolutely did. I was telling you, you shouldn't have brought the beer. You shouldn't have brought this beer around. Right. That's a little bomb because it is a flavor bomb. Maybe that's what that means. I don't know, but it is a flavor bomb. Boom boom. <laughs> last last question. What, what boom boom? Well, last question. What's the bo- what's the flavor bomb uh, that you that you is exploding Tasty. in your mouth? <laughs> yeah, you heard it. It was a punch of vanilla, but definitely the berry swirl is very prevalent. Um, the, right. the cereal milk is more on the nose when you when you crack it mm. open and you and you taking in the and the aroma. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so obviously it has some lactose in them. I'm, I'm pretty sure it does if, if it was cereal milk, but it's more, yeah, yeah, it's definitely the, there's a slight hint of vanilla, but you definitely can taste the, um, very swirl for sure. And I mean, Berry the color, spirit. I'm sure that, yeah, that, true, uh, true. is all cool, man. there, but it, it's delicious beer. So that shout sounds out, good. Yeah. Shout out to Dewey for good. another excellent, another try and win brewery a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, well, we hit the we ain't here to talk about milk and cereal. We are here to talk about <laughs> projects and management. <laughs> right, right. Ging, 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 ging. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, without further ado, uh, we already introduced Hazel to the platform, but now the floor is yours, Hazel. To say whatever you want, introduce you, who you are, where you at, how you been, how you got there. Uh, uh, I give another round of applause. Just don't talk about cereal and milk <laughs> unless you want. Unless you want I to. I promise I won't. Even though I am a fan of cereal milk. I am no, she a fan. said she promised. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. She promised, and five it. seconds later, she said I know. She I don't, it's human. Well, they're going to enjoy this beer. Well, at least the smell of it. Anyway. I'm sorry, Hazel. Before you start, what's your favorite cereal milk? Um, Cocoa Puffs. Mm. Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa mm. Puffs. Okay. I like that. I like that. Good job. I'd have to say Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm. Yes, That's a good one. Fruity Pebbles is a close second. Not Fruity Pebbles for me. Not Fruity Pebbles for me. That milk is something wrong with that milk. It's not a cornflake or something like the Fruity Pebble ain't something wrong with it. Don't Fruity Pebbles all together. Yeah, it's like a soybean or something. It it don't feel like a a cornflake. No, nobody. You right? Nobody feels that the same. I mean, I mean, it does get real soft real quick. Like as soon as you put the milk on it, it's like disintegrates. Pebbles. Pop rocks. I love know, Golden Grand, but I don't know if they have. I don't know if the milk is a distinct flavor in Golden. Yeah, Grand. I like Golden Grand. I don't think it's a distinct flavor in the milk, though. Nah. The cereal is amazing. Got Shout it. out to Golden Grand. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Going <laughs> our cereal tangent. <laughs> Yo, cinnamon, cinnamon toast crunch. Coffee make make cinnamon toast crunch coffee uh stuff. <laughs> coffee creamer. All right, well, that's delicious. Let's bring this back on track. Gone too far. Hey, Gone too far. <laughs> it was his fault, actually. Man. He it was. It was. I take. I take. I take full responsibility for that. I, you know, took us on that right hand turn. That's right, fine. Right. I mean, that's it's what cool. we do here. We uh, we love left hand turn and right hand. And yeah. We'll, we'll, make we, it. well, we thank you for coming and joining our shenanigans. Very different platform, as you can tell, different than where we met or became acquainted with each other on. Right. Mm, very different. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> Topics are so serious on the on the platform we usually are listening in on. 
I mean, well, it can't, when you're talking about the interactions between black men and black women, that's a you know that's, that's a serious that's, topic. That's a you know, topic. we end up especially if you're getting in. Yeah, if, and if you're talking about the depths of it, if you're talking about uh, places where most people kind of shy away from, or it's like you know that's a that's right. too sensitive or that's too hot. Let's not talk about that. And in the pairing, it gets down into it about stuff you know most black men and black women don't sit down face to face and have those conversations about so it becomes more tense but i always i always 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 enjoy those conversations but you know whatever how serious they may get i it it always tells me like once you sit in a room together face to face and have certain Uh conversations it kind of it dispels all the tension all the frustration all the preconceived notions Mm -hmm. that's what's up there's some there's some laughs had yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to shout out to Natalie Kavan. Natalie Kavan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Hale. So who is Hazel Ballard? What do you do? How you got there? What are you into? And all those good things. Why are you the PM goddess? Yes. Um I was um I was a serial entrepreneur. Um I owned a couple of restaurants, a tax office, a real estate company. Before the 2008-9 recession, um, and then that kind of just broke the foundation of under my feet. So, you, you know, you got to the point where you're trying to figure out where to go, what to do, what skills do you have. You know, I've, you know I worked before um, for a government contract called BAE. Um, before then, I was a combat vet in the U.S. Army. So you do have a bevy of skills in which I could be able to rely on. And I ended up um, finding a job at the Department of Labor. And from there, I moved to the Smithsonian, to the National Museum of American History. And that's where I pretty much got a lot of my project management experience. Even though going through um, building businesses, having real estate company, things like that, they have a project management nature. So it was nothing that was unfamiliar to me to be able to you know go on and do. But... <clears throat> at the Smithsonian is really where I got my education, really where I got my experience, really where I was able to see, okay, and uh, if this is what you can do for billion-dollar organizations, for million-dollar projects, for these things like that, what can, what would I be able to do for small businesses? And that's pretty much where the idea for um, Weinstein Williams came. So I am a project manager, but I have a specialty in uh, business strategic management as well as intellectual property. And I focus on those two because I and and what I really <clears throat> what I really aim to do is to help small black owned businesses be able to maximize what they do and how they do it. And I feel that black business, black people, period, we are American business, American history, American culture. And a lot of times that's stole, that's stolen from us and I I will say stolen. And because the small businesses lack access, lack resources, lack um, the finances, the funding to be able to have the access to the lawyers, to the project manager, to the people who really have learned these skills in cor- the corporate world, a lot of times small businesses, especially black-owned, they're shunned away. Like your customer service sucks. You don't know your inventory. You don't have a website. You don't have any follow-through. You're shipping. All these things where, it, um, where people are turned off, consumers are turned off from spending and being able to patron black small black-owned businesses. So that's where my aim came in. I wanted to be able to take the skills and the things that I've learned from being in corporate America and give it to small black-owned businesses. So how did you, mm-hmm. uh, how'd you, it's fascinating to me, because how did you accomplish all this by 23? 
Oh, dear. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I, I do love the compliment. Thing. Thank you very much. I love six it. Months, six I months love in the military. What's going on? <laughs> but actually, I will be 40 next month. Congratulations. Hey, Mrs. Hey, Mrs. Before the next one. Yeah. Nice. Like no crack. She said serial entrepreneurs, Smithsonian, military. I was military. Like, oh, right. <laughs> How many years is that? Right. How many years have you been here? <laughs> I feel like at least two, at least two generations. Uh, I'm, I'm catching up. This is my second lifetime, at least. At least. At least. <laughs> at least. Because there's a lot of stuff that you come into, and I'm like, oh, oh, this makes sense, or oh, here, or all this, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know how I, you know, get into certain places. I'm just very blessed, very fortunate, very grateful to be able to do what I do and be able to have those experiences to build on and to give to other people and to actually just be the person that I needed when I was a young business owner and I was, you know, I didn't know how to do an LLC. I didn't know the requirements of a restaurant. I didn't know about inventory. I didn't know about funding. You know, there's all these things that I've happened to fall into. And, you know, in that time I was living in Atlanta, Georgia, and everybody has the mindset, you know, the game is to be sold, not told. And I was like, but wait a minute, you, that's how are we going to be able to build ourselves, build our businesses, build our communities if we are unwilling to share the information and experience that we have together? You know, it's, it's very counterproductive if we're thinking about it from that from that vantage point. So that really influenced me to be able to say, no, I want to tell people. If, I want to be able to help people. I want to be able to help you as much go as far as you can. Even if, in a, sometimes, even if it's, you know, through the free consultations that I give, we have a conversation. You take my ideas and you run with it. I'm, I will never come back like you owe me money for this. No, because that's what I, that is my purpose here is to give you this information because I know there's a lot of people who aren't. Yeah, it seems like a lot of um, I, I a lot quit. of other cultures do that. That they um they always go ahead, Devin. <laughs> go ahead, Devin. What do you equate? I just equate uh Hazel's uh you know her business to uh Gordon Ramsay's uh you know you know chef chef Ramsay's you know his skill set come in instead of into a into a business or a food environment you coming into the business environment and saying look here's all the things you need to unlearn clean up you know make more lean make clean. And, and relaunch, so to speak. Pretty much. Just like Bar Rescue, Gordon Ramsay, all those places, yeah, I'll come in yeah. and look at, okay, so maybe we can do this, maybe we can do this, maybe we can um, expose you to a different audience. Maybe you try certain things that you may not may not try. You know, one I can give a, a freebie is the fact of if you are unwilling to give away something for free, mm-hmm. you're going to limit yourself in the access to people who might want to know what you who you are and what you do. Mm. Yeah, because that's true. Well, then give tidbits, tidbits of information. Yeah, and I, and I think some of this, I mean, information is valid because I know uh, uh, some businesses do struggle with uh, customer service and uh, supply chain as well as inventory. Because, you know, you go to that restaurant, you're like, yo, this food was banging. Uh, we don't got nothing. <laughs> you know I mean? either we don't, don't have it. Don't, we week. don't have it. It sometimes takes a, a, a long time. You know, I, I patroned a, a, a black business. It must have been a Jamaican uh, restaurant. Oh, I went to a black owned business. I went to a black owned business and something that I feel like that. Is a, is a, you about to get cut. <laughs> running down the octail. You ain't taking an The yams ain't never there. The yams ain't never there. The shrimp right. are never there. Right. I just want some I look I just wanted some rice and cabbage and that thing took like fifteen minutes. I felt like that, that should have been part of the morning prep. Nah, man, we gotta you grow the rice. We gotta grow the rice. That ready. <laughs> 
Mm-mm. Like, why well, gotta wait fifteen minutes for this? That, that does happen though. Well, a lot of times it's probably because they don't get the same prices as other folks do, so their their costs are a lot higher. That's why I mean they don't have that pipeline built where others do have that already pipeline built where they can get the better prices. So we so and that's why some of the meals are normally priced higher than other places as well. Is that why Chinese restaurants normally have peak uh, prices? Probably, yeah. Well, there's what? that, and because their food isn't of the highest quality, so yeah. you that's know, true. you kind of get right. what you pay for in that. Kind of like McDonald's, you get a McDonald's yeah. burger and some fries. It's not, it's gonna settle with you in a way. Where yeah, if right. you go, to, you know what I'm saying? You go to maybe another uh, mom and palm burger Five place. You have or, a different yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. You have a different nations, nations out. Ooh, nation. Wait, where? Who's from California? No <laughs> one nation. I, 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 I actually grew up on both coasts, West Coast and East Coast. So okay. I grew up eating Nation's Burgers big time, Oakland, California. Oh, born and raised <laughs> in San Francisco. I just came from out there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. look at that. See? Small look at world. that. Look at Small that. World. When you say Nation's, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, there's only a handful of people that know about Nation's. Yeah, because we don't. Exactly. Jack London. <laughs> I have no clue what's happening right now. One nation's under a groove. I know that. I, I, know, I, don't know. I know what this is, but it was a different lifetime, so I, I, I would like to ignore it. <laughs> oh, boy, that's a story there, Rob. No, it's not. So, Hazel, besides, besides um, you know, conditioning, you know, small businesses from giving things away like, uh, you know, freebies or things like that, what are some of the, um, I would guess you would say, uh, practices that you find yourself having to maybe show or teach people to unlearn that's kind of maybe like embedded or ingrained? They just think, you know, this is this is how I've always done it. Um, and, you know, or this is how I've, you know, I've branded or marketed my business and I can't move away from that. Do you find that there's something that just tends to stand out or just a little bit more? profound with small businesses that always kind of kind of maybe hinders them or holds them back <clears throat> there it you know i won't necessarily say it's all small business because it's not necessarily mm-hmm. the business it's the it's the owners or the operators or the managers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it is one thing about being a project manager is that you never i never have particular influence over i can't make you do anything so the only thing I try to do is be able to show you some of the benefits of what I'm talking of what, you know, why it maybe be necessary. So if we say, you know, I worked with a small rest a small restaurant that said, you know, I we don't want to we don't want to have a Facebook page. We don't want to have social media at all. Mm-hmm. And so it was sitting down with the owners and the management and explaining and showing them, okay, so in, in doing tests, sometimes in a lot of times I may take out my time. I, sometimes I work with clients for maybe two weeks to a month to show them the value of what I do mm-hmm. before they actually become paying clients. And the one mm-hmm. of the many reasons why I do that is one thing is we build a trust, we build a rapport. Um, you don't feel like I'm trying to waste your time. I'm not trying to sell you. I'm not trying to rush you. But what I am trying to do is I'm trying to show you why it's in, what I'm saying is important and why it's not just important to you, but it's important to your business and your bottom line. Mm-hmm. So even in that experience, it's like, okay, so let's do this. Let's just make a simple fan page and let's see the kind of reception do you get. Do you have an increase in sales? Do you have a increase in people asking you about your business? Do you have a increase in people checking in to your business? You know, all these different things. So at the end of two to three weeks, they had, you know, almost 150 percent 
uh, increase in their in their traffic, in their comments, in their check-ins, and the people coming in. People are asking, do they do deliveries? And so, when having these kinds of, I do experiments. That's what I call them. And mm-hmm. I'll do an experiment and say, okay, if it doesn't work, we can just go back to doing it the way you want to do it. And you know, if no harm for either one of us, maybe takes a couple of weeks and we come back. And but I was like, but if it works. Then let's talk about how, how to implement this, how to manage this, so in which it's something that's easy for you to be able to do. I believe a lot of small businesses think that everything has to be difficult. Everything has to be hard. Everything has to be languishing. Everything has to be expensive. And it's not necessarily the case. It's some very creative ways in which you can be able to maximize what you have at your fingertips to be able to um, operate just as the big box businesses do. And showing small business how that is, um, how that's possible on smaller budgets, medium budgets, large budgets, and to really be able to help them be able to reach more customers, grow their bottom line, grow their revenues to places mm-hmm. where they wouldn't imagine before. Mm-hmm. Just I like that. people still skeptical about having a, a social media page is strange to me. In 2021, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not just a social media page. It's the management. People right. are overwhelmed when it comes to saying, you know, oh, I need to do, you know, people tell you, you need to do eight posts right. a day or something like this. You have to have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all these things. People just get really overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're just like, you know, it's just too much. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to be bothered with it at all. So it's trying to show people what um, the exposure of social media can do for their business first and foremost, and then walking them into, okay, well, let's find a way for you to man- uh, automate how you manage. Let's find a way to schedule how do you do this. Let's find, let's find a way that works most best for you and for your business to be able to take advantage of this medium because it's not going anywhere. All right. Yeah. And do you work with uh, many different type of businesses or like there's a, like one type of business that's your specialty or just – business as a whole it's just business as a whole okay i just you know look at a, a lot of my recent clients have been more um wellness mental health things of that nature but i've you know cosmetic businesses um film companies restaurants mm-hmm. is like the framework for the for the project management that you do the same for all the businesses it's just varies depending on the needs but it's like the actual foundation of what you're bringing. Is that always pretty much the same? It all depends on the needs of the client. It is, you know. It all depends on the needs of the client. And, and it depends on, you know, if, if I have a client who's like, well, I just need help with this one specific thing. I need help with expansion. I need help with scaling. And, you know, maybe a client's like, no, no, I need from the ground up. I need to get my business started. I need to, do my, I need to register okay. with the state. I need to go. So they require different amounts of effort and energy for me. Mm-hmm. And also different methodologies. Because if you're talking about, I just need help with expansion. Okay, so where are you now? Where are you trying to go? What are you looking at? But if you're saying, I'm trying to build my business from the ground up, that's a, you know, that's a completely right. different, oh, yeah, different, yeah. Completely yeah, different so you, level of conversation. Like, there's no blueprint. You're, you're different with every client you have, it seems like. Yeah, everything's new. It's customized. Cool. Yeah, because for sure. Because it's not it's not a box. You know, mm-hmm. every business has different needs. Every business has different For wants sure. and desires and goals. And if I try to put you in just a template, I will I will minimize the power of what you're trying to do and how you're trying to do it. And everybody does their business differently. And I wouldn't want to subject them and say, no, this is a cookie cutter. You have to fit into this. Business is done this way. If, but if that doesn't work for you, then, you know, how is that beneficial to you? How is that beneficial to your business? But is there one one thing that you see uh, coming across different businesses? Is it one thing that you notice that a lot of businesses have issues with that you end up having to deal with? Automation, online, being uh, able to, so you know, 
the websites, their sales, their the communications, you know, the customer service sometimes, being able to communicate with people. And a lot of people are things like a little bit not in well kind of embarrassed because they you know, if something happened to say the shipping time, the inventory is off. They're like, Well, I don't want to tell them for fear that they might not come back. And I was like, Well, as a consumer, if my package is late and you haven't notified me that my package is late, I'm, it's not just the fact that I'm looking at you as if my package is late. I'm looking at the way you do your business. I'm now right. looking to your integrity. Right. I'm now looking to – it starts to be a very, uh, a so very slippery slope. A very slippery slope. Yeah. I'm trying to wonder if you scam me and everything. At this point. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> all, right. all these things the start to play in mind. Saying it's supposed to come on the 15th. It's going to be here on the 22nd. And you could be mad. Customer could be mad. Yeah, they but at least we know, yeah. hey, right. it's going to be here on the 22nd. Yeah. And, right. and, and I think because um, – White people have told us that business is supposed to be, you got to keep a good face, you got to don't tell the truth, don't be authentic, don't be transparent. Is that, that's what black people and the business that they built, they build that into it. Like, no, I can't say that my supplier's late. Like, no, tell them your supplier's late. Right. Let them know. Yeah. Let them that's know. Impacting and, my lead time, that's yeah. impacting impact everything. Yo, because one thing, I, one thing I could say is that, like, because just thinking off of my experiences, is that it's probably easier for you to go ahead and put that out there saying that it's late instead of you waiting to the point where somebody's now posting about it, saying that your business is doing this, Giving doing that, and now you're trying to recover from everybody doing all these postings about it and talking about it, giving you, like, putting bad taste in people's mouth. Like, I can imagine just if you would have just said something from the gate, all that wouldn't have even got out there. Right. right. Absolutely. Some, some things are out of your control, like that, um, when that tanker was uh, stuck stuck in, um, in, in the right. Suez Canal. In, in the Suez right. Canal. Like, right. I mean, hey, I can't, I can't move that. So, even if your product ain't in the Suez Canal, you could say it may be in the Suez Canal. It's late. Right. That, like, everybody know, everybody so knew about the canal. Yeah. Yeah. That, I was about to say, just so happened that was a that was public knowledge. You know right. What I mean? right, right, public right. Public knowledge stuff, is no yeah, different. Stuff like that happens all the time. All the time. Right. All the time. All the time. And and in in business, we've been taught to kind of hide and kind of run and escape accountability and responsibility. But I try to tell my business owners and my clients, this is a new day and age. The more transparent, the more authentic, the more you get in front of whatever's going on in your company, it's only going to build your reputation. It's only going to build your rapport. It's no longer a smudge on you if you're honest to say, you know what, I'm going to tell you the truth. I had an issue. Your your stuff is going out. It may be a couple days late. If you you know, we'll add it not even tell them, but we'll add in a free gift or we'll say, we understand if you want a refund or we'll say, you know, on right. your next order, you get 20 to 15% off. Right. off. Again, being able to offer those freebies in, in place of whatever that is in your business, people will respect that. People understand. Yeah. As long as you let them know yeah. that you're human, they respect the fact that you're human. You could almost send it yeah. late on purpose and give them 10% off just so they buy something again. <laughs> I mean, if that's your methodology, if that's what works, now I don't know how, how, how many times but he give me 10% off every time. Look, start ordering early. Order early. <laughs> right. right. Give them some. That's the, that's your new incentive, right? Right. You know, something else, Hazel, that comes to mind for, for me just working one in big corporations, but also working in private is private organizations. I imagine with small business do role delineation is super important. And I find in small businesses, you got everybody trying to um, do um, multiple tasks, jobs, and they tend to sometimes overlap because there may be 
um, you know, just 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 there's not the same group or larger group, large number of people that can do, you know what I mean? Okay, you're handling the logistics, you're handling, you know, kind of the front of the house and people start to, you know, just kind of run between all those different roles. Um, what are you, are, are you seeing that being a, a major issue for, for people to sustain businesses in, when it, in terms of a small business? Yes. Because most people come in thinking, okay, I'm going to have a small business and it's going to work out in, you know, six months to a year. I'm going to be able to hire staff. I'm going to be able to delegate these responsibilities and these tasks to someone else. And what they come to find is six months to a year, the business may not pan out the way they plan. So there's a whole lot of skills in which you have to be willing to learn and willing to invest the time and energy to have enough proficiency to so when you do have somebody to come in. Because the fact of the matter is, if you're unfamiliar with logistics, it's going to be very difficult for you to hire somebody in logistics and then be able to um, to require certain standards. Like, oh, this needs to be done like this. or this, you, you have to be, and I, I forget, plenty of businessmen have said this, you have to know every portion of your business regardless. Even if you're going to delegate it, you need to know every portion of your business. You need you to know, know what your sales are. You need to know it first. Because even if you hire somebody, they will they could be in the type that like, we're going to BS you and say, we've done all this work. Okay, well, I need to have a backstop to find out, did you actually do this work? I need to go, you know, can I go check with this, you know, with someone else and say, okay, I had somebody coming out. Did they come out? Did they do what they're supposed to do? So um, it is necessary that business owners, um, they need to know every portion of their business. They need to know how it works. They need to know how to troubleshoot it. Because if you do hire somebody else and something goes wrong and they need, and you need to fix it, who are you going to call? Right. And you can call somebody right. to come out, but a lot of people are not going to be able to come out immediately. So how right. are you going to be able to remedy the issue right now? You see a lot of that even in like corporate America where some of the better CEOs are the ones that – Worked their way up, even from the mailroom. Not cliche from the mailroom, but at least they worked their yeah. way up and made it, yeah. made it to the top. Where you see that yeah. they actually, well, they understand not just the culture of the the uh, the company, but they also know <laughs> what it's like to be an employee and what what assets and and things. That, some of the some of the pain, pain the day to day. they have, right? So it's so it's mm -hmm. actually uh, really now. Would you take do you take those same strategies? I don't even know if you work with them, but like if like. Now influencers and personal brands are a big thing. Do you work with like personal brands as well as businesses or, or no? Mm -hmm. I have a couple clients that are that. Okay. Influencers right. so and stuff. And is that that's the same type of strategy you look at as, as any other business or is there something just that's, I know it's just a one person most of the time, but is there something unique or not unique about being a personal <laughs> brand business, I guess? Well, actually, nowadays it's kind of merged where the person is the brand, regardless if they have their own company or not. The face that mm -hmm. is presented to the public is the face that they take. So a lot of times who you are, what you do, how you do it will reflect in your business, who patients your business, how successful your business is. So it's kind of it's, it overlaps. It overlaps a lot. And and especially because a lot of personal influencers and brands, they end up building larger brands. But it first starts with them. Right. So it's it's mm -hmm. one of those things that you know it's like one foot before the other, but they're they're very close and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, because uh, yeah, I guess Kim Kardashian, I guess, is an example where she was a personal brand, I guess, at first, and now she's a, a conglomerate. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, and so Rihanna too, I guess. 
Yeah, shout out to God. Sure. Don't ever sing a song with you. Stupid, bro. Don't you ever sing a song with you. Filthy. She got her own so, umbrella. Right. I don't need you. <laughs> hey. If you were wondering if the, song, if the album was coming, you got your answer. No. It's not great. Right. Never. Never. We're tell you, go buy some Fenty Beauty, go buy some Fenty Skin, and right, go buy right. some Savage. We'll call, call back. And listen to them, listen to them things from 2009. I got right. some good joints from back then. Right, there you go. They classic. They run, they stream. Go ahead, do that. Exactly. I still, and I collect a little bit from that too. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks. Just a Thanks. little bit. Just Follow a little royalty. Bit. Go ahead, get my right. fan. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so being. Finish though your mission is to, um, you know, I guess you would say transform, rebrand businesses, uh, small black businesses. Um, do you ever find um, or have do you think that there's a niche carved out to potentially like groom? Let, let's say you go into a family business. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking out loud here. Let's say you go into a family business. Right. And it's a small mom and pop place. But, you know, they got like the, the son or the nephew or the somebody that's in the family business that they want to groom and work up into possibly you know managing the place. But that person, you know, he's just kind of like, you know, he's living off the fat of the lamb. He or she's living off the fat of the lamb. Don't really, you know, know, know the business, but they have this dream or vision that they want to groom this person up and move them up into the ranks to be able to, you know, carry on any type of le- legacy. Do you do do you ever have to do any kind of like one on one, um, you know, um, you know, I guess you would say, I guess that's more like that's like more like coaching per se. You're, I mean, you're a business coach. Yeah. Mentorship. Do you ever have to do any of that to get a person ready for a role that they, they have no idea possibly or they know a little bit about the family business, but not enough to take on the role and get them ready? Um, what I would, su- I always suggest for people, I mean, and I've had clients who have this experience. I have my own experience when I owned mm-hmm. restaurants down in Atlanta, my younger brother is trying to come bring mm-hmm. him into the business and sh- teach him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nepotism is a thing, but I was like, no, you're going to be in the kitchen in the back washing dishes with everybody else. You're going to learn how this, <laughs> you're going to learn how this right. thing works. Right. You're going to learn right. how it works. And that's, and I really do think that that's, that is how it works. It, you Learning how business functions, I know a lot of people can go to school for business, but being hands-on in the business, on the job training, that's how you learn how business works. Because there's a lot of people who can teach you about business that's never owned a business, and they can tell you that, oh, I've been, I've, you know, been a professor at Georgetown for 25 years, but do you have a business? Do you have a successful business? Do you know what it takes to really sustain a business? Or are you just giving me your theories and your theorems about how this should be? Right. Right. So um, I always feel like even though um, – you have to, you have to, how can I put this? And what I've noticed in project management is you have to notice what people are good at. And if people, and you have to know their level of interest. So if somebody is showing interest and you can see where they're good at, it will be, to be able to say, okay, I see that you're really good at customer service. I want you to, I want you to work here so you can learn, right. So you can learn more yeah, about right. that. Right. And so, after you get to a certain level of proficiency, you can start bringing people in, you can start training people, and then I can start moving you to other facets of the business. But it, it, most times what I notice is that people aren't interested in business. They're interested in the money. They're interested in the way the success looks. They're interested mm-hmm. in saying that they're a business owner. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, especially the younger generation, they're really not interested in what it takes for a business to run, for a business to be successful. Successful, for your business to be consistent because consistency will kill your business. 
If you are not, if you are inconsistent in any way, shape, or form, your hours, your food, your prices, that drives people away. Yeah. Because right. mm-hmm. how important how how important is like you know coming into a business? Let's say you have a successful business, but not not defining roles and responsibilities. Like I know that's I know how crippling that can be. No, but I just want to hear kind of your, your, you know, your experience or your advice that you would give to a, a small business. Why don't, why don't, why, why is there, or should there be a, a lot of emphasis on specific roles and responsibility, like from the jump? In early parts of your business, when you're building it, trying to, trying to build your structure and build your systems, maybe not as much, because you're gonna, because just to say, there's, you know. We can take startups, for example. You may have four people. You may have a multi-million dollar business, but you have four people in that business. Some of their roles and responsibilities are going to overlap. If, you, if circumstances happen and half of your staff is out from sickness or from something or for some other unforeseen cause, who's going to be able to fill in for them? Who's going to be able to come in for them? You have, there has to be some, you know, role, those roles and those responsibilities will overlap. But I think once your, your organization gets to a certain size or... If there's continued conflict in a particular role and particular responsibilities, those need to be ironed out. And maybe not in paper, or maybe maybe on paper to say, okay, this is what you do. This is what you come in and do. I need you here at 8:30. I need you to do this. I need you to do this. I need you to um, make sure the printer's full. I need you to make sure that there are pins everywhere. I need you to make sure that the phones are clean. and you know all these things. These are your responsibilities. Housekeeping, whatever that may be. Or I need you to come in. I need you to code from three to five. I need you to come in and do quality assurance from this. I need you to come in and do troubleshooting from this time to this time. One of those ways that I think that is beneficial is just performance management. It's very easy for you to be able to identify where people are strong, where they're weak, where they need to work, and how that how that impacts your business from the beginning. I do think that's very important. But that all depends, again, on the management style. That all depends on your goals as a business owner. That all depends on your goals as growing and scaling your business. If you're saying that I know my business is going to be small, I want it to be small, it's okay if our roles conflict, it's okay if we have that, you know, okay, I understand, right, that's the way you you run your business, okay, I understand that. But if you're coming in, no, I know this this business is, I've already had people come in and ask me to be able to be investors, I know this building, I mean, this business is going to be big, I know it's going to build, I want to put the systems in place to build the correct infrastructure from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I I got a question, so how how do these, your clients find you or do you have to go find them? Um, So far it's been pretty good word of mouth. Pretty good word of mouth from friends and other clients in which have had um, good experiences with me to give their give their name out and tell them you need to go contact this person for this kind of information for for your business needs. Mm-hmm. How has um how has working with all these varieties and different types of companies helped you in your particular business? Um, it really helped me be able to understand that business is business. And there is really a backbone to business. Just like um, they tell you, oh, it's location, location, location. It's da 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 da. It's da 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 da. In certain, like in real estate, it's location, location, location. It's this, this, this. Where in most businesses, if you have a brick and mortar, it's location. It's your customer service. It's your consistency. It's you know, it it really builds for me a backbone of what business is, like the mm-hmm. the framework for business, mm-hmm. not just cosmetic business, not just a restaurant, not just mm-hmm. a wellness business, but the backbone and the framework for a business. Right. And then from there, it kind of be able to identify, okay, so in these businesses, there are successes. Okay, I see that businesses that are successful do 
this, 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 this. They have these things in mind, you know, mm-hmm. to say you can deviate from that framework because anything is possible. But nine times, eight times out of ten, I see that businesses that are successful have these things going on, have people who are hands on, who are very um who are very invested and very interested in their business. Detail. They're very, mm-hmm. be, very detailed, very passionate. They mm-hmm. can be a little headstrong, but <laughs> that yeah, does work right, out right. in your business. That does work out in your business yes. because you need the persistence. You need the determination. You need to understand the ebbs and flows of the seasons and how that impacts your business. So, you know, it's a it's, it's building the a good recipe for understanding the undergirdings of business. Okay. Now, pivoting mm-hmm. just a little bit, I know you said you were a serial entrepreneur and you had some restaurants. Is that something you look to get back in the future? Or you were like, nah, I'm good. I've been there, done that? No, actually, I've been looking, since I've been down here, looking at a, a number of different different businesses to get myself into. Um, I noticed, well, I don't want to give you all my ideas. I want. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you're, doing, you're, doing some, you're doing some marketing research right now. Right, there we go. There we go. I, 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 I got irons in the fire. Right, but I do we're see here, some openings. Well, not necessarily you, but, you know, yeah, we're going to yeah, be I out do. to the <laughs> World Wide Web. A lot of people World listen to this, Yoda. Right, right, right. Listen, I was just trying to get her to see. I see what you're doing. It's a lot of people listening. What from you? I try, I try. It's just five people here. Come on. <laughs> Will you say that the, um, the the venture that may be forthcoming um, has the has the has the pandemic um, kind of uh, created this 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 new this this new opening, or is it just something that you you know you, you've always I know you like had in your in on your vision board to do, or is it kind of again is it more kind of the, the world's current state that is um that is kind of ch- made you go down this new path or this new marketing research that you're doing um ha- a part of it is something i've wanted to do but also ev- every place that i go i can seemingly find the the hole like what is missing mm. what you know what you're mm. missing just to say i will give you this so um being here in mexico i was like okay so you guys don't have just like ice cream smoothie places so I can't mm. just walk up and get just like a, a Jamba Juice or a Smoothie King I can't just walk up and get that I can't right. just walk up and get a fresh you better go pretty much pretty much climb that tree and actually that's funny because I ordered coconut water from a restaurant the other day and they legit delivered me a coconut Oh, <laughs> they legit delivered me a coconut like, here you, we cut it open all you got to do is right. just get your knife shimmy and put it in a cup and I was just like you know it's fresh yeah. you know it's fresh you know it's good but you know but it's those mm. kinds of things so I thought yeah. about that's I'll give you that freebie um, I thought about that there's some other small businesses where I was like well what if you had this I don't see you guys don't have this okay so and just really just looking at how the people if, you know, asking around. So, have you? If, are there any of these restaurants around here? Do you see this? So, what do you think about that? And just really seeing how it, you know, the reception of it. So, yo, you're gonna couple- look outside next year, and you're gonna see Yoda's smoothie shop. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. That's okay. As long as I get free smoothies, we good. We're good. Right, right. Guava smoothies yeah. by Yoda. <laughs> and passion fruit. Mm, passion fruit. I got you. I'm gonna have all of them. Everything. All right, all right, cool. Go ahead and name a smoothie after me while you at. (laughs) Go ahead. Just, just, just the more that you, the more that you talk, 
Hazel, the more that, you know, my, my brain gets to churning around like um, black businesses, small black businesses that um, could, you know, benefit, you know, from, from your services. Um, people that have, you know, been on the, that have been on our platform um, that are, you know, are sort of deprived of those things that you talked about very, from the very beginning, you know, access to capital, um, you know, just because, um, just because, hey, we we as a people, they say think that, hey, we're, we're not worthy, or you know, we 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 haven't, you know, done enough to prove ourselves um, yet. So um, I, I I see just even from what you talked about, um, there's there's some people I think that I should that I can connect you with that could benefit from what it is that you do. Yeah, okay. that's, right. that's awesome. Right. Now, if there's awesome. there like if you can give one piece of advice to a business, even startup or or even one that is, I don't want to say flailing, but at least or, or stuck. If there's one nugget of information that they can look at right now, like, well, this is what you probably should focus on because this is probably where it's at without going too in-depth, but there's just one piece of knowledge you can give somebody. Um, You know, it's funny. I was um, Intellectual property has been a big thing for me for like the last few years, and I think mm-hmm. that all black people – if you create, whatever you create, you need to harness the power of intellectual property. You need to harness mm-hmm. trademarks. You need to harness trademarks. your copyrights. You need to harness patents. The fact of the matter is American business is built off of black ideas. Rather, you take mm-hmm. the inventions from NASA, the inventions that people come out with working for these large corporations mm-hmm. that are black, the dances, the trends, the hairstyles, the fashion, the music. These are all places in which black people are the we're the generators without us it would be none of that it would, yeah, without dry, black people there would be world. no American culture mm-hmm. period and American culture is the, is the largest export that the United States has so it doesn't yeah. matter like a lot of people have a lot of people wow. who are it is Yeah, it's, and it's, 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 but I just thought like thinking about how you said that how you pose that American culture is our biggest export. Black culture is America's biggest export and we don't get paid what we, what we wait for. That's very, uh, I never thought about it. I never even put all that together like that. No, when you go to Japan and you see them still, they doing Canadian B-boy style. You'd be like, yo, all the way over here. (laughs) Everywhere, everywhere. Even, even back. If you remember that movie, good hair. Right. And they were talking about nobody will ever want nappy hair. Nappy hair is not attractive. Okay, but now you're charging people two hundred dollars for nappy hair. Right. right. Now you're charging people two hundred to four hundred dollars for a nappy head wig. For faux locks. Right. For faux locks. But you're telling me that this wow. is not ever going to be popular. You're going to tell me these things. So it's a, it's so many opportunities. Even with the new law with the NCAA talking about college students can now be compensated outside of these slave bound these slave bound scholarships. Billions. Built multi-billion dollar corporations. I did um, actually. I did a study for uh, my IP law class, and it was if we look at the NFL, we look at what the NFL generates. The NFL generated in 2019, uh, close to 20 billion dollars, right? So I went to go do the research. 70, they say 50, but it's like almost 70 percent of the NFL players are black. They say 50. They say on the on the. I know. That's why I say I say 70. We tried it. Now, now they tell you, or it's it's rumored from the research that I did, seventy to eighty percent of the NFL revenue is made off of rights. 
if it's the right for you. Mm. So that means that mm. 70 to 80% of $20 billion that the NFL makes is made off of the names and the faces of their black players. Mm. Mm. 70 to 80% of their mark of their money their revenue comes off of those black faces those black bodies and they get paid like peanuts to a damn elephant yeah that is crazy that is crazy most people don't go too deep to go dig even if we start digging up the ncaa okay so football is the most lucrative sport between professional amateur sports period yeah okay so in ncaa Football pays for all, all of the sports programs, mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. None of them make money but football. 80% of the football players in NCAA football are black. They get paid just to say, you know what, take this scholarship for whatever it is worth, 40000 50000 60000 whatever, take this degree. Now, we will make, I think they said, uh, University of Texas was the highest, make, uh, highest paid College about four hundred and fifty million dollars. <laughs> Listen, for forty, and then the scholarships are yearly. Like you don't get a four-year scholarship; you get a one-year scholarship that gets renewed after you complete your sport sporting duties. It's not even yeah, like that for is. for kids that get academic scholarship. Like right. it's not even that crazy. Like I get a four-year scholarship when I went to University of Delaware for my brain, but the my frat gets a yearly football scholarship and he's went to the NFL. You know what I mean? Like just And what happens if you get injured? Oh, you're done. Then they like, oh, we'll fix fix your knee and move on, sir. Maybe. Send you on your way. It depends on the school school you went to. You're right. You're right. And it depends on how good you were. How much did you bring? Did you hurt yourself as a junior or you an incoming freshman? Because if you're an incoming freshman, man, you better transfer. No no haps. (laughs) <laughs> no. So and then so we're talking about just for that. But when you start getting into the licensing, you're licensing my name, my face to NCAA sports, to EA sports, to all these people to be able to benefit off of my presence. But I can't benefit off of it. Right. No, I would tell any 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 young black person that's want to get in sports. You need trademarks. You need to trademark your name, trademark, trademark your right. face. Trademark your 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 nickname. They call you Black Lightning. You need to you need to <laughs> trademark Black Lightning. Whatever it is, the, right. the Greek freak. He should have been trademarked. That that's his. Because the fact of the matter is, once you sign into the NCAA or the NFL, NFL, they sign your rights. They own yeah, it. They the own your rights. Yeah, it's it's just like in the music industry. If you come in and you say, "No, I have copyrights for the song, for the compositions, for the music, for the instrumentation," we have completely different conversations when you're talking about you want to. We want to do an album. Right. We have a completely different conversation. We talk about a contract mm-hmm. because usually you come in and you sign off your rights to them. They tell you when you're going to get them back. They tell you how long you're going to be and how much you're going to make off of them. But if you're an owner mm-hmm. in your own self, again, I I tried out for um, American Idol. I got to the second the second level, and they're like, "Okay, wait, well, we wait, need you to on, sign." Hold on, hold on, hold on, on. stop. <laughs> Stop! Years ago, years ago, years doesn't ago. matter, Hazel. <laughs> you're the jack of all trades. Are you the master? You're the master of all trades. You said you got to the second round. I, you know, well, when you do the tryout, you do the first round between their producers, then you do another round. So I got to the other, the second round. They're is like, that the, is that when you met the the actual real judges? 
No, that was, right be- that was right before. Right before. Okay. okay. Right okay. before. But then I read in the contract, they say, we have the right to your universal likeness. Wow. And I was like, okay, so we're not talking about global, international. You said right. my universal likeness. Yeah, right. That yeah. means that you can put my picture, me, on Mars. Right. And yep. you own that. Yeah. And I couldn't yeah. sign it. I couldn't sign it. I just like, there's no way that I could sign off my universal likeness mm. to this company. I don't even know what my universal likeness right. is. Yeah. Nor is, what it, it is it perpetual? <laughs> is it forever? Um, it, I can't you know. In that contract, it was a, a time frame. I don't even remember the time Who frame. Who the time frame? Yeah, I'm, just, right. I'm, just, I'm just thinking about Kelly Clarkson and, and Jennifer Hudson now. You know what I mean? Like, or do they have it now? Do they own it now? Or is, I don't, it, still, they, is it still I don't, up in the air? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, but you know what? You know what? I did have a client who had a contract wow. with the with wow. the Chicago Bulls, right? And they were going through and they sent it to me and I was like, "Do you do you know what they're saying? They're saying like you said, they're saying international, they're saying that they can license it to somebody else and you don't get paid. They can say they say in perpetuity. They say all these things. I say, like, "Okay, so wait a minute. Do you understand what this is saying? They're saying that they're going to give you two tickets to one home game <laughs> for your intellectual property, for the, for the work that you have done, that you you popularized yes. on your <laughs> own. Can't even get the whole family there. No, and only one game? And only, I was like, nah, so, I, you know, we countered back, and it was like, oh, we're sorry. No, it's da, da, da. 41 home games. I didn't even hear that. <laughs> it's 41 home games. They you said it's the one of them? One game. One And this game. mom and dad can come? I can't even bring my, my little sister? Man, you listen, don't. You can't go to another one. You get right. one <laughs> game, two tickets, and again, it was one of those things that said. So this is how they they this is how they do black creators. It doesn't matter what platform. Doesn't matter what business. Even if we go back to having a conversation about um, Fortnite and the dance moves that they were suing on the copyrights and trademarks for it. It's the same thing. They mm-hmm. take everything that we do, everything that we are. They publicize it, they get paid off of it, and we are forgotten and left in the wind. So my advice is to any black creator, whoever you are, if you play a sport, if you play an instrument, if you write, if you tinker, you need to harness the power of intellectual property. That is where all the money is. There it is. And for the layman, what what could you go into depth about? Like, I, I feel like we have. Nah, never mind. What? Well, no, I mean, <laughs> go into more depth I, I about what intellectual property is for people that may not know. Say, but, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's Intell- no. intellectual property is anything that you think of. Anything that comes out of your brain is intellectual property. There are four four types of intellectual property. There are copyrights, which covers songs, poems, books, uh, photographs. Um, some video material. These are these are options that can be uh, copyrighted or copyrighted. Actually, trademarks um, deal specifically with being able to recognize certain brands. So those are your logos, your colors, your sounds, your uh, your your aesthetics. You can tr- trademark your aesthetics, yeah. um, your likeness, your face, your nickname. These are things that can be trademarked. There are um, patents, which are inventions. Anything that can be invented. Any if you put how you do um, lace front assemblies, how you take the lace fronts out, 
how you put your lashes. These are all different kinds of inventions in which you can come up with or play or piggyback to that can be patented. And then there's trade secrets. And trade secrets are any special formulas, recipes in which your business may have in which you want to be um, you want to be protected and keep confidential from from um, unfair competition. Like how to make Coca-Cola. KFC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Them, them 11 seasonings. You know, you, you hear 11 <laughs> seasonings. You never hear what they are. You never know. Right. That's a trade secret. Gotcha. That's a trade secret. I know what they are. Thank you. <laughs> Even making KFC so, in the kitchen every so week. Hey, you ain't know. One, one thing that uh, you and I uh, talked about, you know, offline that is built into your, you know, your consult or your business is a one hour consultation. Um, can you briefly tell us, you know, what you use that one hour consultation to do? Uh, is it more you're, you're kind of sh- uh, sharing with your potential client what, what your business is or how, what does that one hour consultation look like? What does it consist of? Um, usually my one hour consultation is to do one thing. It's to do two things. It's to get more familiar with who you are, what you're doing, as well as why you're doing it, and if we're a good fit. I think that a lot of times um, we try to work. Say it again. I was just saying vetting. You know. Oh, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, because I feel like um, sometimes you can have a good idea, but sometimes you know our personalities may clash, or we may have some differences that are are beyond. Are, you know, outside of being able to be worked. And so it's like, I, I do think that you have a good business. Do you think I, I did? I just don't think you will work well with me and I may not work well with you. So let's, you know, not waste each other's time. Let's, but it's really for me to get more familiar with you, who you are, what you do, what are you trying to do? Do you have any dreams or goals? Is this, you know, something, is this a, a part-time project or this is something that you feel is your life purpose? Do you feel like you're going to be successful at it? Or do you just feel this is going to be a run, uh, a run by night hustle? Like, what is this to you for me to be to do that when you come across that situation where it you don't feel like it's a fit for you is there somebody that you refer them to that may be able to, to help them or just uh, i refer them to a couple of different people who may be able to help them i also refer them to a bunch of resources that may be able to help them first because a right. lot of times before you work with people you might want to educate yourself on what you want to do how you want to do right, it because right. so then when you come to this conversation you know, people, one, they're unable to take advantage of you. And two, it just brings your mindset, your perspective different when you come in to start thinking about your business and when you start saying what your goals and what you want to achieve in your business. Mm. You ever had anybody go do that research that you suggest and then come back to you with a whole different mindset? Yeah. Dope. Nice. It may, I think it took, it took six months to a year for them to come back. So yeah, they came back. <laughs> hey, they came back. They came back though. That's for a long time. Came back. They did the work. Right. <laughs> right. Did the work. Like Ayala say, I did the work. Mm-hmm. Earlier, you spoke about I'm I'm over here, and you said here's Mexico. What uh, made you leave America and move to Mexico? Um, he wasn't I, on. I was told no, to log on, on. on time. It's okay. It's okay. It's, uh, there was some, some and the personal. Fans don't know. The fans don't know, Hazel. You're right. And you were here. So, okay. Um, there was some shifts that personally that I had that just said direction, but I've always, I've, for the last, you know, probably. You know when people run to Mexico, you know it. They run for the law. <laughs> no, 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 sir. No, 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 sir. I was gonna say <laughs> it wasn't drug. a legal matter. <laughs> None of the above. 
D, none of the above. Drugs is hard in America. It's hard drugs. Just leave it. She minding her business. That's what she doing in Mexico. Minding my business. Thank you. Thank you. I know what she's doing. Yeah, there's. It was a. But I, I was good thinking about moving to Puerto Rico. I found a farm that was like a 20 acre farm for like a little bit of nothing. But after they had issues with their infrastructure and everything like that, I was like, okay, well, let me look who's the next best option. So I don't know here. It was either between here and Costa Rica. Are you fluent in Spanish? I am getting more fluent, but not fluent. I can speak a little. We can understand small conversations, where I need to go, what I need, stuff like that. But like I do how to get guava juice. (laughs) 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 She know I say Tito's. (laughs) I say Tito's. I'm gonna say make make the the next left. Uh, where I need to go, where you know, order stuff like you know, my day to day trying to get right. you know, full right. blown out conversations. Not there yet. I think that's not really uh, brave and courageous right. of you to to go out there and not not knowing the language like you do. And that's cool. Um, yeah. No, so before, before abroad, I I gotta go back. This just throw me off. So the American Idol thing. <laughs> Was you singing? Was you doing yes. singing? Yeah. What else do they do in American Idol? Do you, do you, People get on there and do dumb stuff like they got on to do. Like, she was reading write, the contract. She was reading the contract. She, she, <laughs> you think she went on there to read the contract? I, no, I, I probably think she went on there to win the thing. I think she went on there to win the second round. They said, "Oh no, no, she's too smart for this." Right? She was like, "I'm out of here." She didn't make it. She didn't make it in the second round because she didn't want to. She quit. She was like, "I'm not signing this. I can't keep going if I'm gonna sign this." Her likeness really just was like, you know, it really stuck with me. You can sing if you can sing for us. <laughs> she said, "That's like the question." Blue just asked. Now she's like, she's frozen. <laughs> well, look, look. Without, 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 without breaking into song, what was the song that you planned on singing on American Idol? What, what song did you sing to get to, I, the, what, uh, to the, uh, the, first, the first round? Right. I don't remember. Oh, you don't remember? I remember the song. Did it kind of did it kind of did it kinda break your heart when you read the contract? Oh no! I was completely turned off after that. I've never watched yeah. another another that's what I'm American like, you know, Idol. Were you, were you really like? Were you really in it? Like I could be the American Idol when you. I, of course you were. Like and then it's just like ah, screw this. Yeah, shit. no, I was. I was really a fan. I used to watch it. Yeah. I saw Ruben, Fantasia, mm-hmm. all of them. I was. And then when I went through that process, I was like, ugh, oh suckers. <laughs> I don't like that. Is this how y'all do people. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never watched another episode again because she couldn't read. Little, so they were like, you know what? Oh man! Oh man! Yo, those those oh, little stipends if you call them that, <laughs> oh, like man. Man, that little she money can now. to be on TV. <laughs> now <laughs> you can't live off of that. You can't, no, you and can't send I didn't money even... home and pay nobody rent with that little bit of money they give you per day. And it's crazy because even I'm, I've known rappers, rappers, popular rappers, they have hits on the radio and they asking, you know, my friends at the time, oh, you know, you got some money to put in my car, driving the, the, the flies kind of like Escalade at the time and couldn't put gas in your car. I mean, it's just like, come on now, guy. What's the rapper? Go ahead and put him out there. Ooh, yo. <laughs> you don't got to say his name. What song was it? I'm sure you can. Ooh, that's, that's the same name. 
That's bad to say. We can try and you know. I know. Was it the South? Shady, shady. Was it South or was it the West Coast? West Coast? Was it? No, it was South. It was South. We're out of Atlanta. We're trying to Atlanta. We try to We got the lady out of Atlanta. Are they still rapping? No, he's not. Well, I mean, he may. Wait, I take that back. He is still a rapper. I don't know if he's still rapping. Oh, okay. <laughs> is he putting rapper on his tax form still? I have no idea. Probably I don't even not. know if he files taxes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> for, what? for what? You can't put money in your gas. Right. <laughs> right. I don't have $13. <laughs> All right. Do we have any more questions for Hazel that pertain to <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, man. Oh, God. Nah. Oh, this is great. This is great. But the things that you things that you learned, you didn't. Who knew you were on American Idol, or or auditioned American Idol? We knew that would come out in the conversation. Well, we, right. We, we definitely know that she is multifaceted. She do it all: singing, right. businesses, military. Mm-hmm. So she can probably kill you with your bare her bare hands. <laughs> that's that's right. One piggy finger. No, but that's. But she, she's, <laughs> she's like, like, yep, I can. Like, <laughs> Good. Like the, the, the more what, what, what uh, forces? The, the more that I think about. What branch of the military? Army. Army. Yeah. Or, I was a military thank, intelligence thank analyst. Mm. Thank you for your service. Mm. Appreciate that. Yeah, okay. Thank you for service. Okay. No, now the Smithsonian makes sense. You know, <laughs> we know that that's his, that's code for. Uh, <laughs> I've seen that movie. movies. Mexico. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you still in the military? Are you still in the military? No. Mm, no. No. Is that what you're trained to say? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Hazel. Hazel's a spy. Hazel's a spy, guys. No. Can we not do that? Can we not do that? Can we not do that? And if I was a spy, first of all, you just blew my cover. You should be on this podcast. Your cover's blown by just being here. See the connection. Yeah, right. right. The connection yeah, is right. getting that doesn't fit. The connection is yeah, going right. down though. The connection is getting slower and slower as we uh, talk. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll just it'll just turn to black in just a second. You'll see it. We'll be gone. Everybody's gone. Everybody's gone. The whole room get black. I'm sorry, I blew your cover, Hazel. Blew it all the way up. (laughs) Now she's starting. She's starting sweating now. Oh man! You gotta call her. You gotta call her higher ups after this. Her higher ups on the phone right now. Nah, the black trucks pull up. Yeah, you don't call nobody. The black trucks pull up. We heard you out. We heard you out. He said the project management questions was easy. Now they get to the hard ones. They said the last question. I thought it was it. Why is he asking more? All right, we want to thank uh, Hazel for coming on. Yes, thank you very much. Yes. Appreciate thank it. you for having me, guys. Definitely, definitely. Definitely very informative. Glad we connected. A lot of information. And I think we got a lot. There's a lot more stories in there that we probably need to unpack later some other time. <laughs> when you oh, open up, when you open up Hazel's Jamba Juice, mm-hmm. we'll ask you more questions. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you mean when I open up my smoothie shop? <laughs> no, she, she, you, you're smoothie. She doing the Jamba Juice. Oh, I'm doing it all. I'm doing it all. Oh, you got, you just did. <laughs> well, look, I, like I said, that was a freebie. Right. That's the reason why I didn't tell you about my other stuff that I was working on. Because you, See, knew who he you was. take that, take you that freebie. He was. Uh, hey, there's always one. What you said? They ain't got there's a water ice. One. They ain't got a water ice there. Okay, subs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they do have Subway, but. 
I'm that's not, no syrup. That's a sandwich shop. I'm going to go down <laughs> there. And, and, and it ain't even that. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get down there and do some authentic braiding because you know white folks like to come back with braids in their hair. I'm going to go down and do that. Yeah. No, <laughs> the Mexicans got that on lock too. Oh, good. Oh, they, they got, got the braids oh, with so the different got... colors, with the stitches. They oh, are they it. wearing it or are they doing it for the tourists? They doing it for A little the bit of both. There's They're some doing? There's yeah. some cool. people cool. who are here that I'm like, I know you ain't got no green hair when you go home. I know you. I know you are not walking around with green cornrows. I know that they ain't doing that, but they they have like braid shops like every almost every two to three blocks when oh, you go wow. to the okay. to the uh, yeah. the touristy area. They have braids. Ladies getting their hair did. Well, there it is. Um, before we like before we go, we always like to know how people can find you uh, on these worldwide webs uh, or, or get in touch with you and learn about how they can get in that that one hour business cons- cons- consultation. So uh, how can they find you on these worldwide webs? Um, on Instagram, you can find me at, at I am PM goddess on Facebook. You can find me at Hazel M. Ballard. Um, I, I'm saying I'm the only one. And on the, uh, on the internet, you can find me at www.weinsteinwilliams.com. There it is. There it is. Um, Lou, Lou, how can they find you? Uh, I'm Lou Belgium. All right. I'm on them Instagrams. <laughs> All right. Dev? You can find Dev on Instagram at Dev Drinks Craft Brew. I ain't going to bring this up that uh, Hazel's internet is better than Dev's and she out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> it's trash, bro. It's trash. Bro. Trash. Oh, it sucks. Man. I love it when he started out. I ain't gonna bring this. I'm up, at a good, I'm at a good hotel too. I, I, it's, it's, I feel some kind of way. I'm at a good hotel. Talk to that management then. You need to talk to right. the management. Right. Yeah. You need to tell, tell Hazel to talk to the management. Right. They need yeah. to figure out a plan. Very good. We need to figure that out. Right. right? We need to help re- reinstall their wireless. Right. Hey. Exactly. Hey. Hey. Beach is not a reason for the Wi-Fi to be out. They ain't got the right vendor. Yeah, they ain't got the right vendor. Something. Right. Something. All right, yo. Yeah. They want to get that free ninety nine. I forgot. Did Jeff say it? You did say it, right? Well, no, yeah, he, he, broke broke he, broke, he broke up. That's what that's what made you talk about the internet. I'm a regular. I'm a regular on here. They know how to find me. Right. Said so you can find me. That... <laughs> All right, yo. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bucks right now. You can find me on Instagram at I M three O two Yoda. And you can find Bruising Bander Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bruising Bander Podcast on Twitter, obviously at Bruising P. You can uh, listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. <laughs> you can even say, Alexa, play Bruising Bander Podcast because we're on Amazon Music. You can also go to www.bruisingbanter.com and get that merch. And you can also check out all the other streaming services that we are on. Like I said, we everywhere. Uh, everywhere. Remember to smash that like button on smash YouTube it. and Facebook. Mass subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. You want to follow me, Rob G? There it is. Rob, stay bruising. Bang, bang, bang. I need No? Okay. You look far away. Yeah, you look. That was off. That, that was weird. Okay, my, weird. my arm is far away. Yeah. I had to yeah, go like that. And I Yo, stop. That looks stupid. That one looks dumb. <laughs> like, like, you got arm. It's like you're about to fly away. <laughs> grab, my little, you like you, grab my little head. <laughs> From the uh, scary movies. <laughs> this has uh, been episode 132. It's in the front. <laughs> it's not in the back. Huh? Oh, he's still talking about that. 
This is a, has been episode 132 of Bruising Better Podcast. Once again, we want to thank Hazel for coming through. Yes, thank you, Hazel. Appreciate thank you. you. Thanks for having me, y'all. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate Until you. Until next time. Thank you. Have a good week, everyone. Next time. Bye. Show you how much I kid, I'll probably wear a dentist by now.